0: To Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. And my name's Chet. All right, so bonus episode here, because we are mentally all over the place. We've been talking all night about things that we are looking forward to coming up throughout 2018. And I realize when we're recording this, it's what early March. You know, maybe by the time it gets released, kind of more mid-March. So this may seem like it's a little bit late, but we are still ahead of the con season a lot of the summer movie releases, a lot of the video game releases that typically come around fall. So we've still got plenty of space ahead of us and a lot of things going on. So let's start talking about things that we we're looking forward to. And I'm going to start with once a role-playing game-related topic, which is one of the beefs that I have had with Catalyst, especially now that I'm kind of getting back into Battletech. I got the next AP coming up, not replacing Skies of Glass, but the one that we do over Twitch or whatever is going to be a Battletech one, that they have been doing these sort of short runs on a lot of their books. They have so much crap that's out of print. And one of the one that's out of print is a book that details the design. It's like how you design your own mechs and your own vehicles and things like that. And that right now is out of print and apparently is going to get another print run a little bit later this year but there's all kinds of stuff like that with catalyst for BattleTech. it's just out of print right now you just can't get it but it's coming back into print sometime around con season so i'm looking forward to that just get some damn physical media <laughs>
1: yeah, i never know what's coming out game wise until I like, people say it's already out i mean i watch occasionally hear kickstarters i'll jump in and i'll you know buy something off the of kickstarter and wait for that to come in but i never know what's coming out game book wise kickstarter or you walk the floor of a con that's the other things so you just window shop a con You're like wow i had no idea this was coming out and then you see it and you're like hey this came out and then i don't buy it because i don't like the price and i wait until i find it really cheap at a v stock which is a ridiculous
2: thing that i'm not, not you wayne but like gamers no. and myself even it's like 30 bucks for a role-playing game book I mean, I'm only going to get 4,000
1: hours of entertainment out of this 30 bucks. Are they mad? 30 bucks I could deal with. It's the 50 that that's my no. Well, all right. So, Wayne, first of all, I think
0: you'd be crazy to pay that price when we have both Brodor's employee discount (laughs) and probably shoplifting. Because
1: I don't know if Brodor called the cops on me or not. See, that's where things are going to change is I'm going to be going to a game store more often with Brodor there. I don't go to game stores that often anymore, so I'll hear more about this stuff, and I'll make him tell me about it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> make I, him, make him. Tell yeah, exactly. Right. See, Art. Broder tells the news. Uh-huh. So, all right, let, let's talk about that one for a minute. Broder's game store—it's not his game. Store. Well, he's—he's he's the person I know that works there. It's yeah. his oh, game oh, store. Okay. Well,
2: and okay. he is. So it's my bank and your technology company. No. Yes.
1: Okay. There is a big
2: difference.
0: Uh-huh. Broder does not own it. But he is, in terms of retail, going to be the top dog manager. I don't know what his exact title is. But he's going to be their general manager of the store or whatever. And he's going to be handling all that stuff. And there's two things with that. And that store opens, well, within the next couple of weeks? Yeah. it's pretty soon. So there's two things coming up with that that I think are going to affect our 2018. One is, Wayne, what you just mentioned, which is we are going to be more in the game store and that's going to give us a better awareness of products that are coming out or have come out new stuff on the shelves. Yeah, I want to work with him and go in and run games. That was going to be the second thing, is one of the things that Brodor really wants to do is to get a lot of community activities going on in that space. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the way he's cut up the space, and this was actually all in an episode, so you guys can number check this, but he's got a huge floor space. And I think more than half of it will be play area. I think the retail space is a little less than half, if memory serves. And, which is his wife's name, and I just made it really funny. (laughs) Uh, This wife's name is memory. But anyways, uh, so he wants to get a lot of activities going on over there. And one of the things that I pitched to him, I said, you know, I don't know that it's a good idea for the podcast and the store to have an official relationship. You know, I don't know that we want to do anything like that, but I would love to do some things, have like Fear the Boot University at this game store where we come in and do something like, all right, never played a role-playing game before, we'll walk you through your first game. Never GM before, we'll walk you through your first game. Got problems with your players, got dysfunction in your group, we'll walk you through how to commit violence and get away with it. And, you know, but do stuff over there that's, that's a little bit more involved with the community, which is something, I don't know, this could go disastrously. I'm sure we're going to have stories to tell anyway. you crack it. But this is something we've really never done outside of our own convention.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I love the idea of picking like a weekend and saying, this is a game Saturday where you go and run a game, I go and run a game. just like a con. Yeah. We have our table where we're running our games. People sign up ahead of time. Come, sit down, play games. Just like I said, just like a con, but in a game store. I used
2: to game in a gaming store. Pre-done nights, you know, yeah. it's like this is open table night. Me and my friends would go grab a table. We'd run a game. The pain in the butt about that is running continuous ongoing games. Because you get a, a stable group, right? But it's open gaming night. You're not supposed to have... It's It's not your right. private table for your private group. If somebody wants to join in, you're supposed to let them join in. Well, that kind of kills
0: the dynamic a bit. It's like. No, on
1: something like this, I would want to do one shots. I wouldn't. I'm I'm with Wayne. I I think
0: I would treat every single thing I do there in the exact same way that I would treat a con game. That I would treat these very much as these are public affairs. These are one shots. Sleep
2: in, come in hungover, and then make it up on the spot. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I mean, that's how I do con games, but.
1: I'm not hungover. We can fix that. The rest of it I've got, <laughs> but not hungover. That would be interesting when I'm thinking about it, doing an ongoing game that is episodic. So pick a property. like I wouldn't want to actually pick a, an actual property, but let's look at from Comic Book's Legion of Superheroes. This is a huge organization of hundreds of heroes. So this session is whatever heroes showed up. Right. So yeah, you could do okay. So Justice League is like that. I know they
0: have their yep.
1: like Justice League Unlimited, cartoon. yeah.
0: Because Justice League, I know they have their like security council sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is like the five or six or seven founding yep. members. But when they yep. all show up, okay, I mean it looks a little bit ridiculous, but
1: yeah, I think the Avengers had their reservists. You could do easily do that within yeah. So any setting, you have a society or you have a military. And these are the people that are assigned to this mission. We're not
2: sci-fi, where you're on a ship, but it's a big ship, lots of crew, and you. there's only one captain, so I'd say NPC, the captain, the first mate, Yep. but everybody under that, there's, there's multiple lieutenants, and then there's multiple ensigns, and there's multiple guys here and there who do this and that. Yep,
1: whoever shows up, they're the away mission for the week. Mm-hmm.
0: Video games. So I've been having a lot of fun with Monster Hunter World. Just got a... Please. monster hunter monster hunter world
2: oh okay yeah it's just they
0: said, said monster underworld and i'm like
2: i don't know what game that is
0: no <laughs> no no monster hunter <laughs> world, world. world yes which is basically monster hunter 5 but the two big changes is it's not on a handheld device and it is also a multiplayer now never played a monster hunter game. it is i'm enjoying it but i will say that i think It's the sort of game that you need a group to enjoy it with. And I'm sure there are people that enjoy it 100% single player. Play it by themselves perfectly happy. I don't think it would hold my interest very long if I was not playing it with such an entertaining group of people. Because the game gets a bit tedious because you're monsters hunting in a world. Gold, well, no, no you're people hunting, hunting monsters. monsters. Oh. Yeah, you are basically an extinction level event for the so
2: it's like Pokemon for adults,
0: yeah, with a lot more killing. Yeah, yeah. if the monster was
1: a big giant thing you're trying to take down,
0: yeah, or mm-hmm. and you drag it back, carve yep. up its body, and make stuff out of it, and like ribs, or yeah, it <laughs> could be. Good. And the weapons and armor you wear are made out of their body parts, but you get bacon out of them, right? Monster bacon, you actually do. Good, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, so it's, it's an amusing game. It's fun, but it's certainly, I think, without the record, people would get a bit tedious. Because I mean, that's
1: how I've been... If I ever had a pig, I'd name it Chris P. Bacon. Just saying. That's great, Wayne. You're fired.
2: <laughs> I fired Brodor. I can fire you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for anyone who has... I broke on- Dan. <laughs> no, no. You know what broke me? So for anyone who has Brodor friended on Facebook, did you see what he... Just posted that, or somebody posted of him that karaoke he's doing. Yes. I didn't watch it. It was pretty funny. Okay, I'll play it for you. If you haven't, he played, can't sing. No, no, he but can't.
2: he puts heart into it, and that's what karaoke's all yeah, about. Yeah, and
0: I can't quote it. The song is so obscene. Mm-hmm. I cannot quote it on a non-negative bonus episode. What, the next negative episode we do, I want to get him in here, and I want him to explain what was in his mind when he was singing this karaoke is a
2: Jack Black song?
0: I have no idea. I don't know where it came from. I don't know anything about it. Except Broder sang it. He sang it terribly. And it was incredibly foul. That's, <laughs> which is exactly what I would expect of Broder right. I, I'm like, yeah, like yeah. why is this a surprise? If, if you handed me a piece of paper and said, predict Broder karaoke. Yeah. I think this is if, what I would have predicted. You wouldn't put
2: like, Daisy on there or something. Yeah. Like Girl and,
0: from Empanema. And so, yeah. Nothing about it surprised me. But video game I'm looking forward to coming out later this year because one of the things that I've really been hurting for, so I've mentioned many times on the show that one of the things that Carl and I have a shared interest in is story-driven video games. I play She watches for the story. I can think of nothing more boring than watching someone else playing a video game. I'm glad she likes
2: it. I'm glad you guys got that. Well, and I would way over my head.
0: I would one hundred Just like Twitch for me. (laughs) Well, I would one hundred percent be on the same page and that I wouldn't get it at all if it wasn't for the fact that she is particularly about the fact that it has to have a strong story. Yeah, I mean she is
2: all in. I mean, she buys like the merch, gets into the story. She just does not touch the controller.
0: But it's gotta be a game, we're talking like Heavy Rain, a game like Mass Effect, a game like Final Fantasy. It's not something like Monster Hunter. She's not gonna watch me play Monster Hunter even though it does have the thinnest (laughs) veneer of a plot. It's not really a plot, it's more of an excuse. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of try a few times to make it a plot and it really doesn't ever come together. But you know, you don't care. You're an extinction level event for monsters that have really done you no harm. <laughs> the game has this whole meta morality that I can't wrap my head around, but you know, I just don't care. But there's a story-driven game coming up later this year that I've been watching a trailer for, looks really cool, called Detroit Becoming Human. Or Detroit Become Human or something like that. And no, it's not directed at the city. It just happens to take place in Detroit. And the setup of it is that you play the story of three or four androids that it's a Blade Runner-ish sort of thing, and each of them have different roles. One so of,
2: they're the only ones who can actually survive in the wasteland that is modern-day Detroit? <laughs> they can drink the water. <laughs> <Right. know. laughs> but they have no heart, so they can actually aren't sad when the lions <laughs> lose time after time after time. <laughs>
0: surprised you know that i do but very good <laughs> all you. right but the uh the, this, the game takes place and it centers around these three or four androids there's a lot of androids are out there but it, it deals with three or four of them who each have their own storyline and i'm guessing those storylines will intersect as the game goes on but like one of them for example is a house nanny mm-hmm. and there's one of them make cars no,
2: i mean no. come on not that i'm come aware. on are they missing out one of them is a detective which okay. there's a lot of crime in detroit yeah, okay sure so, yeah there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot to, to there's do suburbs there suburbs around detroit yeah. there's crime and what else do they do in the motor city
0: motor boat <laughs> <laughs> they make cars yeah i i'm sure there is i i don't I, know i've It's a missed opportunity. But they have... androids taking my jobs. So, but like in the trailers, one of the things they show is like one of the plot points with the nanny robot is... Who motorboats. Who motorboats or gets motorboated, whichever, however this game works. This android, she's in a house and she has some amount of free will. But there's also things Chris expected in android and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And she has good reason to believe, and then later finds out, that the dad is abusing the crap out of the daughter. A a human. Okay, so human dad abusing a human daughter. And she has all these decisions to make about getting in the way of this, fighting this, not fighting this, letting it happen, killing the dad, running off with the daughter. It's all these branching choices that you have to make on the moment, and then like think like a Telltale game, except... More sophisticated, bigger budget. So I guess that's probably the best way I can think to describe it. And I've seen a couple trailers, like one of them from the uh, detective's perspective, one of them from a perspective of an android that's the same model as the housekeeper, but breaks free from all of this and like actually walks off the factory line and, and whatnot. And the game looks really cool, and I'm really looking forward to this game.
1: I find it really interesting that there's a lot of these type games out now. Telltale was the big one that brought them to the U.S. This is a big thing in Japan. Besides the romance and dating ones, visual novels are huge. Some of the big animes have been based on those. And uh, it's just something that we in the U.S. have never really had, these type of games, where the gameplay is making choices. And Telltale,
0: yeah, I mean, that's been an element in games, certainly. I mean, Mass Effect being an obvious example right. of a game that had... But some, you're
1: also going out shooting things, and yeah, there's combat precisely. And things
0: like that. Well, I mean, until Mass Effect, I think it was Mass Effect 3, which did have a non only story-only mode, story-only mode yep. where it didn't have the combat scenes or something like that. I, I don't remember the details. Yeah. But, I
1: find them fascinating, but one of the things I need for those type of games, I need the choices to come frequently. I don't want to just sit and watch it, Read, and
2: read, read, and read, and read. I want to say, and then read, and read. And
1: well, read. at this point, there's a lot of actual voice acting going into them, which is good. But I need frequent choices, otherwise I get bored.
0: Completely agree. There's something else I need, and this is right now my complaint with the Batman Telltale game. And this was my complaint with Mass Effect as well, until Mass Effect 0, 2, or 3, they started to sort this out. And Dragon Age did a great job of sorting this out. I don't understand what my choices mean. Right. You get a list of half a dozen choices or whatever. And I'm not saying I need to know how they all play out. Cause that's the fun of the story. No. What we want is the context. Yeah. Because I was just playing, this is no spoiler. Cause this is within like the first few minutes of the Batman game, but I was playing the Batman game and he has a party at Wayne Manor and he walks out into he being Bruce Wayne, of course walks out into it and he gets called out and like, Hey, you know, glad you could join us. And there was a couple comments he could make. And one of them was something, it's like the little blurb that you're clicking on is something like, I hope you're enjoying my wine, it's expensive. Well, I took this one of two ways. I hope you're enjoying my wine because I really invest in it. I want you guys to have a good party. This is the good stuff, top shelf stuff, right? Because I believe in this party and I believe in the people that are here. Another way I thought it might go is in one of the recent Batman movies, I don't remember if it was Batman Begins or Dark Knight, he makes some joke about, hey, I'm glad you guys could all come out here and drink my expensive wine or something like that. And it was it was a little bit acerbic, but it was still a joke. And I thought that's the way he was going to go with it. So I chose that. You know, let's be the wise-ass. That's You know, Bruce Wayne's got to play up a very different kind of person than the broodiness of Batman. So I'm going to be the wise-ass. And instead, what he busts out with is, I hope you're enjoying my wine, because those bottles are worth more than many of the people here. And it's like, holy (laughs) shit, what kind of person is this?
1: And so... That's a Lex Luthor
0: line there. Yeah, so I mean, I freaking had to hit... Well, that's Lex Luthor right before he busts out his evil plan, and whatever version of Amazo he thinks he has control of enters the (laughs) room. So, I mean, I'm like Alt-F4 and trying to kill the game to get back before a save point, because it does these auto-save checkpoints. So I can, like, make him not be a total ass. (laughs) And they fixed this in the Dragon Age games, where at least when you had the dialogue wheel, it showed you in the middle there that little icon that told you the intent of the comment, that this is going to be aggressive, this is going to be comedic, this is going to be compassionate, this is going to be heroic. And so you knew what they were getting at. Mass Effect, the first one, did the same thing to me. You had all these comments that when you picked them, you had no context of what Shepard was oh, actually going to say.
1: I lashed out at people all the time in the game, and I never wanted to. Yeah. Everything I thought was a a mild choice ended up being this huge, because it would tell you, it would give you like a little string of what the dialogue was, and then when they spoke, instead of this one little line, here's two, three, four sentences of you're not an- with a completely different tone of voice than what you would expect. Exactly. It That was my one major frustration with the first Mass Effect. It just, I got so frustrated because I could never pick out what was the wording that would be the yeah. message I'm trying to put out.
0: So the, the choices that I saw in this Detroit game, at least of what I saw, the, and I'll admit this was a limited trailer of just a bit of the gameplay, they did seem to be simple enough, that I understood the choices that were being made i at no at no point did I feel like wow, that list of dialogue options were all incredibly interchangeable or, or devoid of obvious intent uh, you know it seemed in fact it actually it seemed to be more like intent, things like guilt him, you know not like well here's a line, and you have to presuppose that this is going to be said the way you think, but it would instead give you an approach, and so you you knew the intent or it would be something really simple like. You open a drawer and there's a gun there, and it's like take the gun, leave the gun. Mm-hmm. You know, do you take it and be armed, or do you leave it behind? Because an android being caught with a gun is that's means you get shut down or put in a trash compactor or whatever it is they turned do. Turned into
2: android glue. Yeah,
0: turned into android, the the knacker pulls up
1: and yeah. rebuilt as an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Worst thing you can possibly have. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, the the android picked up the gun because you were holding it wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the only game I can think of that I'm really looking forward to right now is Red Dead Redemption 2. I love the first one so much and it wasn't just the the gameplay was good, but I got kind of frustrated with some of the controls. The story was incredible. The mini games. I spent hours just playing liar's dice on there. So if they don't have mini games like that in 2, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed.
2: Well, you really have to look at what is it uh what's their car? Grand Theft Auto Five, I think it the, the most recent Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto. It'll be on that engine. Well, it, it, and it'll be like that. So Grand Theft Auto, it's been a few years since it came out and they kind of stopped making games. And all they do is they flog the online multiplayer component of Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto 5. And then they sell these sort of loot boxes, shark card things. I don't play it, but I certainly read enough about it. And it's like, instead of making games, they're just making money. Yeah.
1: And I don't do multiplayer. Well, well that I, is one of the things that worried me is, is when yeah. I
0: first saw, and when I'm with you, in that I am at least hopefully, hesitantly looking forward to Red Dead Redemption. or Yeah, as Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, about say Revolver 2. That, that was a different the first game. game. Yeah. Yep. No, it well, was the first game. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a different game, is a not the one this is a sequel to, which takes place dealing with the same gang, but Marsden himself is at least. He's not a main character. He might have a side appearance or something, but he's not. No, a main.
2: he's not going to have a side appearance. No. <laughs> you really
0: need to finish the game, Dan. Well, this takes okay. place before that game. Oh, it does it? It's a prequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a prequel game because it's about the gang that he's hunting down. Mm. Like what they did to earn that and all that stuff, yeah. like the crimes they committed. And they've listed the characters that are in the gang and it's the people you're hunting down. In the prior game, in Red Dead Redemption 1. Right. Marsden is not one of the people in the gang. Like, I was reading yeah. the IMDB list of characters, and I didn't see Marsden listed. I mean, the thing with Grand Theft Auto 5,
2: I think it is, they promised to do more story stuff. They, I mean, because it is a huge open world with a great story, lots of characters, lots of stuff. And they said, you know, we're going to do more story when they released. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do these expansion story stuff. It's been years. Yeah, never.
0: I mean they lie, and that is one of the things that worries me about Red Dead Redemption Two. This is not going to be a
2: day one purchase. Is
0: when I saw that they were doing multiplayer. Oh yeah, it's, it was immediately like, to what end?
2: Yeah, it's going to be shark cards and loot boxes and and all this stuff that they're flogging
1: their other game with. Because I will never touch any of it. I don't like. Well, multiplayer there might not be hardly
0: anything other than that. That's what, the word. Yeah, that's apparently. why
1: I'm with Chad. On the list of games to keep an eye on, not a day one purchase for right. me. See, and this is the first I've, I'd heard about that. Because, again, I didn't do Grand Theft Auto. I I enjoyed Grand Theft Auto 3. Everything I wanted out of the game was done then, and I never needed to go back to the series. Well, I, I enjoyed all through 5. I mean, I enjoyed Grand Theft Auto 5, but I
0: played Grand Theft Auto 5 and then stopped. I'm not doing their whatever the multiplayer is called. But, yeah, so another game that I'm looking forward to, and this one is of a wildly different genre, as they're doing a tycoon or sim-type game for Jurassic yes, Park. Yes,
1: I forgot about
0: that. So it's like it's like a tropical or Tycoon-type, mm-hmm. yeah, like Roller Coaster Tycoon, except you're making Jurassic Park. And I think I'm going to have a lot of trouble keeping my park profitable because it's going to be one dinosaur surrounded by the Korean DMZ, and a boat dock where all two visitors at a time get to show up and see my dinosaur from a great distance.
1: <laughs> but to hell if that dinosaur is ever rampaging more than six okay. feet. See, I hope they do like when I think of some of the early tycoon games that I played, It's been a long time since I played any tycoon game. I did one of the theme park ones and you could eventually go into first person mode and wander around your park. If you can't do that in Jurassic park, that would be, that would be really disappointing.
0: Yeah, some people can't see my atomic Bombadon, <laughs> which is just uh some kind of dinosaur. We don't even know what, but it's, it's really got, just a crocodile. It's got a nuke on it. And <laughs> if it pisses me off, it gets nuked along with the entire island. Thank God I'm not there. Feel bad for my two guests. Hope they paid a lot of money because that nuke was not cheap. Chad, any games you're looking forward to? No none (laughs) no not really you got stolaris so you're you're good to go Yeah, Stellars came out with a new update
2: and uh yeah that's about it
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm still looking forward to kingdom hearts 3 but i'm not going to call that a 2018 game that's like a 2025 game i don't
2: really uh there's no real franchises that i am playing really hard uh at least none that are coming out so yeah i
1: mean my franchise is Fallout is my biggest franchise. It's the one that I will always buy the game on release day. And I will regret it sometimes because Fallout New Vegas at release was horrible. So glitchy, I literally fell through the map and got trapped in a mountain.
2: Well, and I'm one of those guys, too, where I wait. Actually, come to think of it, the last game that I believe that I bought at full price on
1: day one was Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, I typically wait. I wait for, if it's going to be a console game, I'll wait until I can get it used. Mm -hmm. The Lego games are one of some of my big ones. I got Lego's Marvel Super Heroes 2 for Christmas, and I played through that and loved it. I love most of the Lego games, but I don't even buy those when they come out.
2: I bought all three Dungeon Siege games, all their DLC, for $3. (laughs) They had a sale going on, and my friend Chuck was like, hey, we could play three multiplayer, and it'll probably be good to laugh at for an hour. And I'm like, uh eh, no. He's like, it's three bucks. And he's like, oh, wait, you can get all three for three bucks. I'm like, eh, why not? Right. I think we got four, yeah. we got like
0: four or five hours Dude, out of it. And- I, I've certainly done that with games that I had less reservations right. about. I mean, I just recently bombed people. I'd like a, a cluster bombing with Sentinels of the Multiverse. They put it on sale on Steam, where it's like a five-pack for four bucks mm-hmm. so it's like i can get five copies of this game for 80 cents a piece i mean you go to a fast food restaurant
2: i think i've got 80 cents in my steam wallet right now yeah i think i've got 80 <laughs> cents in
0: my actual wallet and i don't carry cash <laughs> and, and so i'm like you know what what the hell i'll buy a five pack and i just went down my list of steam friends and anyone who had it on their wish list i gave it to and then i still had like a copy or two left. So i just picked random people I'm like here you can have one you mm-hmm. can have one do you actually plan on playing the game with any of these people? I don't know. I mean, I'll play it at some point. I enjoyed certainly the regular card game, mm-hmm. yeah. so I can't imagine I wouldn't enjoy
1: the electronic Just version. Because Wayne and I own it, and yeah. we play it. Yeah, and I love it. I played it a lot on the video game version to learn the rules for the actual card game version. So I go faster, yeah. Yeah, because there's a every character has their own set of cards that do their mm-hmm. own separate things. Oh, yeah. One of the things that makes the game go so slow when you first start playing it is you have to read what every card does. So the more I played it to get the rules figured out with different characters and how they played, the faster it is when I actually sit down and play the game with someone because I've seen all the cards. I know what yeah. the characters do. I know which characters I want to play and how I want to play them. There's yeah. a
2: couple of characters you can play too where it's like, what is the point of you? You know, you... <laughs> you hurt yourself and get nothing for it and don't benefit anybody why would anyone play this and then so you want to figure it out now the game doesn't tell you it doesn't hold your hand doesn't tell you how to play it but if i were to get a bunch of people together and we sat down and we played the game and i'm like okay i want to try mr what the over here Tempest was a
1: good one like that i love the character but only because I played him in the video game and figured out how to yeah. make it work. But
2: if i play playing with real people, I don't know how to make it work. It's like, okay, my experiment is going to screw up everyone's evening. Mm-hmm. So I can at least play it on this. Will it
0: let game. you play multiples of the same character on the same nope. team? No. Nope. So if somebody takes Bunker, I'm just going to uninstall the game. <laughs> Demand there are other
1: characters. Bunker. No, there's
0: not. Bunker is not a character that I... It's Bunker and Friends, the game. It's, it's
1: not my, st- my play style for a character, I'll so it's not Wayne. one
0: that I go to. I'll play a lot with Wayne. Okay. <laughs> All right, some movies. Here's my 2018 movie list. Two of these have already come out. As of this recording, the rest of them. I don't have a movie list. You should. Everybody should. (laughs) Well, no. Okay, so part of the reason that I do this. Well, you coordinate with, with your wife. Yeah, okay. So there's two reasons I do this. One is this is one of the things that Carl and I enjoy doing together. We see a lot of movies in the theater. The theater tickets in St. Louis. St. Louis has a low cost of living in general. And by St. Louis, I mean the metro area, not just the city. But the St. Louis Metro area has a very low cost of living movie tickets here. You can get them, comparatively speaking, pretty damn cheap. And Carl and I, we like seeing movies in the theater. We have very similar tastes in movies, almost identical. And so we see a lot of movies in a year. And so at the start of every calendar year, we both go through a list of movies that are coming up this year. And we look at the trailers, whatever, and we pick out the ones we want to see and we compile a list. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to see all of these. These are just all the ones that at least look, if we're bored and have nothing else to do, we can go do this. So on this list, not everything I'm going to read, I will see. But these are the ones that I at least considered worthy of a, meh, why not? The other reason I do this is because it just so happens that within my circle of friends, if we do a group movie outing, I'm usually the one that organizes it since I'm going anyway. So I'll reach out to a bunch of people and be like, hey, you know, I'm buying a bunch of tickets. Do you want one? All right. So here's my list. Black Panther already came out. Saw that one. Death Wish just came out. Saw that one. So here's the ones that are still coming up. Tomb Raider. It honestly is a from everything I've seen in the trailers. It appears to be a scene for scene reshot of the first of the Square Enix Tomb Raider games. Hmm. I don't know that I'm super interested, but it's on the list because it's one. I said it's a why not right. sort of thing. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising got mixed feelings on this, but I love the first one. I don't think it needed a sequel. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh yeah, I'm all on board for that. In uh, May, Deadpool two. Yep, I'm bored for that one. Solo: A Star Wars Story. I'm not excited about it. I don't know. I have a lot of of kind of eh because this movie was such a disaster getting made. It went through so many hands. It had so many setbacks. So many problems. You almost wonder
1: how a good product could come out of this. We talked about in the past how some movies we don't need to see trailers for. We know we're going to see it. Other movies need to sell us. This is one that needs to sell me. Yeah, I haven't decided on this one. But it's
2: Star Wars and it's Han Solo. It's going to be great, right? Everyone tells me how great Star Wars is because they loved it as a kid and it's Han Solo and they had the toy set. So it's
0: got to be great. There are very few things. That I will say a priori. for it's not up on their logic. A priori means... basically means before mm-hmm. evidence or beforehand. As opposed to... Well, whatever. There's one for after. But point being, there are very few things that I will say a priori. So, you know, without evidence, before the fact... But you've
2: said a priori like five times.
0: I have. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to start that over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <that's laughs> a bonus episode. So, so it won't be edited. No,
0: no. I should still edit these. I still pair The negative episodes... She doesn't know it. Are you going to say A hey, priori again? No. I think you should. <laughs> that already occurred. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few things that I will just take on faith. This is going to be good. I know I'm going to see this. And I don't know. Maybe it's more than than someone like Chad has. But this is not on the list. Solo yeah, not, so it's I, not making the list.
2: I think that if Star Wars didn't exist and this movie was just... Here, here's a science fiction movie. Here's the trailer. What do you think? I think a lot of people would be like, eh, it might be good. It, okay, I guess. It's sold on nostalgia. The whole thing. Well, I mean, that's Star Wars in general. Thus far. Thus is,
0: far. No, let's leave it. It could be a damn good movie. It
2: could be. It could be.
0: Yeah. Rogue
1: yeah. One was a damn good movie. Yeah. Rogue
2: One was a really good movie, and it wasn't sold on nostalgia. It was sold on, I don't know, being a good movie in the first place original movie in
0: star wars history so okay moving on to june jurassic world fallen
1: kingdom on board don't know what to make of this movie because jeff goldblum is coming back even for just a cameo okay that's a strike Nostalgia. against
2: it
1: he- i don't know i
2: I love I, Jurassic World. No, so. here, here's what fascinates me about this movie. I read the first book. I enjoyed it and
0: hated the movie because I had read the book. Before. Well, okay, What's weird about this movie is they have yet to fully decide what it is. And this is what... It's a Chris Pratt vehicle being helmed by... What's his name? Well, but that's the thing. is At one point, they were like, you know, we're going to do this more traditional. It's going to be action movie dinosaurs, big money shots, whatever. But then they started talking about, no, we actually want to see if we can make this more of like a horror and more of a tragic sort of movie a much darker sort of movie that instead of this big dinosaur thriller it's supposed to be quite a bit more frightening and i'm curious to see if they're going to stick to that in fact in one of the trailers they go that angle where they show there's like a little girl sleeping and while she's sleeping there's a raptor in her room And you see like a shadow spread across her and all this stuff. But in
2: another trailer, it was nothing but previous movie callbacks.
1: Oh, yeah. Like I said, I don't know. That's why I don't know what to make of this yeah. movie. See, I love Jurassic World. I love mm-hmm. the original Jurassic Park. I can forget about Jurassic Park 2 and 3. <laughs> and so I am on board for it. because I enjoyed the book. July packed month, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That is the movie I'm most excited about that isn't out yet this year. I'm more excited about Ant-Man than I am Avengers. Really? Because the first Ant-Man was incredible. The trailer for this one is incredible. Mm -hmm. It was the surprise movie. When I look at the Marvel movies, I think it's one of my top five. All right, this Mm -hmm. one? And Age of Ultron sucked. so (laughs) Avengers has to come back from Age of Ultron.
0: This one kind of came out of nowhere on me, but the trailers look damn good. Live-action remake of the anime, Alita Battle Angel.
2: That is James Cameron's long, like almost 20-year-old passion project.
0: You know what? I tell you, I I would see this movie, if for no other reason than the fact that it's about the psychological equivalent of someone jingling their keys to keep him away from Avatar. (laughs) But uh, Avatar was, I mean, Titanic was
2: the movie that he made so he can make Avatar. Avatar is the movies that he is making so he can make Avatar that that is his thing right there i mean you, you say that but do you know he already has avatar
0: two through five in the works yeah that was the plan from the beginning well i mean the man likes money yeah so <laughs> i mean he likes to make money by scorning consumerism so the first avatar bizarre. was dances
1: it, with wolves but does it work what's the second <laughs> avatar going to be i i don't even know what O'Kahannes. do you follow yeah what do you follow dances with wolves okahannas <laughs> it's
2: going to be Pocahontas. I mean, come on, mark this down. We know it's not going to be original. Avatar Two is going to be Pocahontas. So, it, and I don't even know anything. Okay. I've never seen. I've never read a treatment that, for it. Never heard the update for it. I've never even seen Avatar One. So that was pulling this
0: out of my head. Okay, that would be interesting because there is a, a factoid right here about Pocahontas, which is she did go to Europe. It would be interesting to see what happens if they take Zoe Saldana's character, forget the name, and take I, her back to Earth. And kind of, I'm sure it'd be nothing but condemnation of us Mm -hmm. horrible middle class consumerists that are making him his billions, but whatever. All right. So, next one. This is one that it took, I I never thought in a million years, if you were to go back in time, five or 10 years, and tell me this was going to be on my list of movies to see, I'd have told you you're a liar and an idiot. Because I. But stuff too. But stuff too son of butt stuff <laughs> electric buttaloo electric buttaloo a song uh but no it, mission impossible 6 now yeah they're hit and miss let, yeah exactly let's go back to what I liked about the original mission impossible tv series like the old one either one either one, either, one, either of the two they were team based they were stylish they, they were cool people doing cool stuff and, and doing intellectual things you know, it was it was always about well, people did get punched in the face, but overall, yeah, yeah they were outthinking their. It opponents, was outthinking their opponents and doing so as a team, as opposed to one guy going in action hero style and much like the Mission Impossible movie. Precisely.
1: <laughs> Until, Until I went, so I never knew any of that because I've never seen any Mission Impossible. Yeah, not TV show, not movie. You should at the least. Pretty good. Yeah, so
0: at least see the old TV show. But like the
1: old old TV show. So <laughs> all
0: the Mission Impossible movies start coming out. I'm like, you know, this looks terrible. No interest. And then people started telling me, I think it was five. They're saying, like, number five is shockingly good. So I'm like, all right, this many people telling me I'll go see five. Went and saw it. actually was. I mean, for I'm not going to say this was Shakespeare, but as far as action movies go, it was surprisingly good. And so I'm now willing to see six. Which is why I'm willing to go back a bit. This
2: is also why I'm willing to go see Solo. Not opening night. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, and if, like, the first week in box office, like, this is the worst movie ever, I'll probably wait. But I'm not a Star Wars fan. Don't like the uh, the prequels. I mean, I don't think hardly anybody does. And I was totally unimpressed with The Force
1: Awakens. Not the... Force Awakens was the first one. Last Jedi was the okay, last Okay, I've not
2: seen Last Jedi yet. I, I didn't care for, for Force Awakens. I freaking loved Rogue One. I loved it. I... Loved it. So, Solo is on the table for me, so to
0: speak. This one goes back to my whole thing we talked about a few episodes ago, me and Revenge Porn. (laughs) Equalizer 2. I used to watch that TV show. It's got Denzel Washington working in a hardware store, killing gangsters. But
2: they didn't he make... No, maybe it wasn't Denzel Washington. There already was an Equalizer movie. Yeah, this is the second part of it. Oh, is, oh it's Equalizer 2? It's Equalizer 2. Oh.
1: Yeah. You can oh. tell he listens to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And why is
2: he working in a hardware store? <laughs> who because cares? he's a British spy who is has no employment, uh, does this job, doesn't seem to get paid for it, yet he drives like expensive cars.
0: The uh, next one, I'm struggling. I was trying to show Wayne and Chad a trailer for it, and all I can find is horrible trailers. I don't know where the trailers I've been watching <laughs> have gone. You it's, haven't
1: sold this on it yet. No, that's for
0: sure. I completely accepted based on the trailers I showed you. It, it was ten minutes terrible. of the first
2: two seconds. The first two seconds. Of, <laughs> it's. A, I'm going to change my my ringtone so whenever Dan texts me, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie
0: is a counterreuse movie called replicas. <laughs> Uh,
2: yes, still haven't sold me
0: on <laughs> But page. John Wentz, Keanu Reeves movie. Uh, yeah,
2: and that was an aberration.
0: Okay, I can't, I, I can't argue with that, to be completely <laughs> honest. He's a really cool guy, not the best actor. Right. But if I can ever find the good trailers, the ones that I've been seeing on, I don't know where, Facebook, Twitter, I have no idea. Fever Dreams? <laughs> but I have seen some trailers that if were If I like, see
2: this movie and it doesn't start with... Droom! because he kept replaying it and that's the opening sound so it's like wait this isn't it click maybe it's this one click
1: click
0: (laughs) that is totally gonna be my ringtone for you september's my month off october venom really disappointed the guy that plays (laughs) jerome valeska on Gotham wanted to play. You want him in everything. I want him as Carnage. You want him as Abraham Lincoln. You want him as
1: Captain Kirk. You no. want him as yes. Julius Caesar. No. You
2: yes. want him as Queen Elizabeth. Sure.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. out of four. I'm pretty happy with Tom Hardy as Venom, though.
2: Uh, well, yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is Venom.
0: Great pick.
1: But this movie has to sell me because it's a Sony movie. Related well, and to it Spider-Man. also
0: if okay. There's one person big name big name actor who does not have a name yet associated with his role despite being top billing and i'm gonna guess this is who they got for carnage and that's woody harrelson and woody mm. harrelson's a good actor but i still think the guy that plays jerome valeska could have laid on the crazy and just looked the part of Cletus cassidy and so queen much. elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I don't see Captain Kirk. The others
1: <laughs> well, we, we yeah, we'll, we'll talk fees. But yeah, it's... I'll see Venom in theaters. It I don't know, I'm nervous about it, you know, cautious because it's a Sony movie and Sony does not have a good track record when it comes to, you know, Spider-Man. I uh Which Spider Man won't even be in the movie, from what I understand. A, no, actually, they're working
0: on that. They're working on Tom Holland being in the movie. Oh, I'm nice. a huge uh, Tom Hardy fan. I love
2: Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's and,
1: that's why I want to see it
2: mostly. So I've watched a lot of movies solely because they have Tom Hardy in them, and they're terrible movies,
0: but he's such a joy to watch. You just said they have Tom Hardy in them. In them. In them. Yeah. Venom. Yeah. Uh huh. Venom. It's hilarious. Uh, November, I had not seen a trailer yet. I think it's still too early, but it's on my list of things to keep an eye on. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Not a big fan of the Dark Phoenix plotline. They set up, at the end of X-Men Apocalypse, they set up Sinister, which I think would have been a far more interesting villain, and maybe that still will be the villain. God, I don't his outfit
2: is stupid. Now, I, I don't know about the movies. I'm no, in the movies, the he, looks, he looks very
0: different in the yeah. movie. In the it's, comics, is such a that, that stripey cape Things. Yeah. The, the way they made him look in the movie, he looks much more like a villain from a uh Hellboy movie. Yeah. Yeah, it looks actually pretty cool. Now, yeah, so I thought he, it
1: good. I really disliked Age of Apocalypse. I didn't like the movie at all. There's so much wrong with it. But I loved the X-Men movies before that. All of these re basically reboot ones.
2: Yeah, what do you what do you even call them? The ones that take place in the seventies, then the eighties, exactly. I loved all of them except for Apocalypse. Dawn and I loved all of them. Like, even Age of Apocalypse, we really liked. And we come out of the theater and we're like, everybody hated this movie. And we're like, what did they want? You know, it's like, how did this movie not fulfill that? I'm not saying it was a wonderful movie and that
1: sort of thing. But it's like. It was Chris Claremont. I can tell you my big complaints with it. I'm tired of the same storyline of Magneto. Is- well, yeah, the
2: the Magneto is good, then he's bad, then he's yep. good, then he's bad. Is overplayed.
1: Same thing done in all three movies. So yeah. that that was one major issue I had with yeah, it. Yeah, we had that. I thought Apocalypse looked really stupid the CGI-y. character design of him was just plain bad
2: but you have to admit apocalypse doesn't look all that great in the comics either no but well, he, nowadays i mean back in the 80s that was
0: there was no foul mouth juggernaut i'll give you that <laughs> and the sentinels only made a cameo not in any meaningful way so i'll give you that but it was the
2: 80s so. well no so i guess the original comics were set in the 80s too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: No, that one... No, your eye wasn't. Yeah. Because in the
2: movie continuities, like all the X-Men movies are, they're they're not like reboots that are independent. No, it's all, all the all, same universe. It's all the same universe. Time so, has
1: been changed. Right. So some of them got undone. Yeah. So the Sentinels being just a cameo, it's cause they're not around yet. Yeah. The third X-Men movie has been completely undone mm-hmm. because all the characters that were killed are now alive again after uh, Wolverine's time-traveling for Days of Future Past. Right. Yeah. My last one,
0: this is one that I th- so thoroughly enjoyed the games and thought while playing the games this would make a great movie that I am keeping an eye on it. Have d- no trailers yet. It's still way too early for that. But Stuff 3? But Stuff 3. No, Uncharted. They're supposedly working towards an Uncharted movie to be released about the end of
1: the year. That could be a really good movie. They, there's so much story to the Uncharted games. Well, and, uh, they, they just have and
0: played one. I've got them loaned to Broder right now, or I'd loan them to you. The first Uncharted game, it invented its own genre, in my opinion. And it, so it was a little bit awkward. But the second game, freaking outstanding. Third game, A minus, not as good as the second, but damn good. Fourth game, A triple plus. Just ridiculously good that's like 120 It it is it, it is it is completely accurate too this was like a perfect 4.25 gpa <laughs> a
1: 1.1 era i don't think we're getting any that's a-
2: earned run average it is yep. man i'm on fire tonight
1: i said i don't think we're getting an apes movie this year
2: no. Darn.
1: The only Star Wars movie we're getting is Solo, as far as I know. Yes.
0: Um,
1: nope. This next Star Trek movie, I believe, is still in the last War. Star Trek movie. Sucks. I didn't it even did. see the last one. I hated even, the one before that yeah, and the one before that. Something.
0: Yeah. Look, okay, we need to do two things. One, first of all, Paramount. Just freaking give Seth MacFarlane Star Trek. He's doing a far better job with it than you are in the movies or on TV. Agreed. And I forgot what my second one was, but I had to know. Another- oh, second. DC, please give Bruce Timm and <laughs> Paul Denny control of your movies. Oh, that would be incredible. Movies, comics, Everything, cartoons. all of it. Yeah. Just, just give them, blank check, whatever
1: they want to do, let them do it. What I'm really hopeful for movie-wise in the future, nothing announced, and this is going to take at least another year to two for all of the paperwork to finish. Is a Batman movie where I play Mr. Freeze. I'm
0: working on it. That's what yeah. Fear of the Boot exists for us. It's to jockey me for that part. Either that with or a Dis-
1: With Disney yeah. buying yeah. the... Uh, or a
0: Gnarl feature-length film. We can do either. <laughs> I mean, you're open. You're I a mean, man yeah, who can I'll negotiate. Can, right. But we'll get this you have all to get your
1: costume piece. first, though. Yeah. That's true. But no, with uh, Disney buying Fox's movie studios, I want to see a good Fantastic Four movie. I believe Uh, Marvel can do it.
2: I don't think that's possible because the Fantastic Four isn't very good as a concept.
1: Oh, no. They're a great concept. They're like the nuclear family from the
2: 60s.
0: It's just this... But a highly dysfunctional nuclear family. But they're not
2: even dysfunctional. I mean, it's just Oh, they're extremely
0: dysfunctional. But
2: who wants that kind of drama
0: in their life? (laughs) I I don't know. The Incredibles were kind of a dysfunctional family. and That was a great movie.
1: I've been reading a lot of the old Fantastic Four books, and I... I love a certain period of Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four can be very interesting. They have Dan's movie.
0: favorite kind of superhero in there, the stretchy guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is no template of superhero I love more than the stretchy guy. But I want them to be redeemed. And Rock guy with his sandblasting.
1: After the three <laughs> movies we've gotten, I want them to be redeemed. I think they could be a very integral part of wave three or four of the Marvel movies as robert downey jr and them start to go well, away
0: yeah, you they, need a new smart guy yeah exactly reed richards would make a good replacement for tony stark they they're, they're talking no, about no he
1: wouldn't
2: he's a dick
0: <laughs> tony stark's a dick but he's a fun dick he's <laughs> our dick <laughs> that's true and i do like Powered armor a whole lot more <laughs> than and I stretchy, like, guy. And stretchy, stretchy guy stretchy guy with
2: a pipe is what makes it ridiculous
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> It is. Unless there's a crack pipe, and then it'd be... I mean,
2: he's he's got a pipe, but he's completely flat, because he's doing the trampoline thing. But he's still smoking. Where's the smoke going? <laughs> Why doesn't he expand? It makes a, He's all stretchy and bendy, but the object of the pipe is all straight and rigid, and it just... Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. His hair never changes. That white stripe... Now, it's just this 50s nuclear family That just doesn't exist anymore It's like, ah, you disgust me, Wayne You disgust <laughs> me with your Fantastic Four There's nothing fantastic
1: Marvel can make it work Marvel made Ant-Man work They made Guardians of the Galaxy They made, they made Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy work They made
2: Iron Man work I mean, Dan, I know you were a fan, but it was not yep. exactly a popular comic no.
1: Look at this track record yeah. They can make Fantastic Four work No, no No, I deny it Maybe, and, maybe I'll be wrong. And maybe, maybe then we can wrong. get rid of all of these Inhumans and bring the X-Men into the story.
0: Mm, yeah, Inhumans in are kind of stupid. They're like low-rent X-Men. Yeah. That's so why I won't watch Gifted is, is they've got better X-Men-ish things, but they have low-rent Sentinels. <laughs> they don't have the budget for Sentinels, so they have like That's these true. spider eyeball things that mm-hmm. I don't even know what. But they're not Sentinels, and they're not a foul mouth juggernaut. So <laughs> I, I'm I've not sold at all. All right, so that's what we're looking forward to in 2018. If you've got your picks, comics, games, movies. We don't care. (laughs) Do it to yourself. (laughs) TV shows. You are demonstrably wrong. No. Unless you agree with us. Because you might know something that we don't, and so we would love. I doubt it. I would love (laughs) for you to tell us about them on the blog, in the socials, forums, wherever the heck it is you want to find us, except Instagram. We're probably there. I don't know why we don't do Instagram.
1: I don't know why anyone does do Instagram. That's uh, that's the pictures, right? That's like a Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's basically like, okay, so
0: if you're either really into taking pictures of your food or you're a fitness model that didn't quite make it, that's what Instagram is for. Mm. So there you go. That offended somebody. Have a nice day and we'll talk to you next time. (gasps) Oh, Dan's coming.